how would you even know they were her farts? What if her family helped? Like you know, like Uncle Joe is farting in a jar somewhere, or maybe the, her pet cow. Douglas Slim and Juanita, the podcast. So I've been feeling a little off, which is why I chose to speak to a nutritionist to get on this weight loss program. Why? Why are you doing this? You look absolutely fine. Well, I don't feel great about myself, and I think this will be good. I thought just try it, lah, mm. right? Plus, I can't fit into so many of my clothes. <laughs> it's getting really annoying. Ah, this is the reason that you're too cheap to buy new clothes. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, wait, wait. Your nutritionist, uh, this he's like science based, or he's one of those fufu hippie types where they, they say all in is fresh air and sunshine. <laughs> no way, I was the fufu one telling myself <laughs> all in is fresh air and sunshine, but it ain't working, man. Yep. Hence, a professional scientific uh, nutritionist, they calculate your weight and height and come up with this number, which is the amount of calories you're supposed to consume. Oh, okay, I've heard this one. So the idea is just to make sure you consume less calories than you spend, no? Yeah, it sounds simple, right? But after the calculation. I basically have to stick to eating one palm of protein <laughs> and my carbs can only be a fistful but then they say vegetables are also carbs so if I want to eat rice and vegetables it can only be half and half okay can you borrow a larger fist to do this <laughs> like from an orang utang <laughs> I wish it has to be my own fist and I have to drink like a minimum of four liters of water every day four liters of water that's enough to flood selango you know <laughs> Okay, but what about meat? You're allowed to eat meat and, and things like that, right? Yeah, so I've been waiting to tell you this to see your reaction. You cannot eat red meat. Oh. So no, like beef, duck, everything cannot. Oh, cannot. Only fish, chicken and other seafood. <sighs> oh, and you know I love my curry. Everything I eat is so bungee, yeah. right? When I told her this, she said you can only eat one tablespoon of curry. <gasps> one tablespoon! <laughs> then she added for the amount of rice you're eating, one tablespoon is so bungee. <laughs> you know, I she I cannot. Like, that's why I'd rather exercise than eat healthy. <laughs> Okay, I know doing both is the best, right? Yeah. But I cannot lah with all this healthy food. All I once had a salad, right? That was so healthy, it was so green. Mm-hmm. I actually started photosynthesizing. Fly <laughs> FM. So I'm trying to adult. Mm-hmm. I spoke to a nutritionist the other day, and it went well. But oh my god, I didn't know she was gonna be so super strict about my diet. See, that's why I cannot handle nutritionist one, guy. Because I know what they say is correct, you know. Yeah. Just cannot follow their instructions. <laughs> also, also, I think it's my parents' fault. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Why blame your parents? Okay, because you know when you're young, yeah. how your parents, they make you eat stuff like, you know, you must finish your vegetables. Uh. Oh yeah, because all the African children have nothing to eat, right? <laughs> always, always <laughs> African children can now know. But my parents were different. My parents were always, no, no, now you're in my house. Right. If you're in this house, if you're in my house, you eat what I tell you to eat. Uh-huh. Later you grow up, you get your own house, you eat whatever you want. Okay? So sorry, uh, Mr. Nutritionist, now I bought my own house already. <laughs> so I'm shoving this burger in my mouth, okay? My parents said can. <laughs> What does your trainer do with you? Uh, many of them quit. Like. <laughs> <laughs> no, because it's also very hard. Because at the end of the day, I'm paying the fella, correct or not? Alamak. So why am I listening to the fella? I'm the boss, right? <laughs> no. I re- no, no. I remember I had, I had this boxing trainer. Poor fella, younger than me. Really nice boy. Uh, and he couldn't scold me because I'm, I'm the one paying him, right? There was this... <laughs> There was this session where I had to do a jab cross. Oh. Means left hand jab, right hand cross. Right. Hundred times or something like that. <laughs> I it was very tiring. And then the thing is you have to keep your hands up after punching one. Like, to protect your face. La. So yeah. you go left jab, right cross, and put your hands back up and then continue. But after a round, you know, like the 20, 30 times, yeah. my hands get super tired. <laughs> so you had your hands down. La. Yeah. And then the poor boy couldn't do anything about it. <laughs> yeah. No way. He punched my face. He punched your face. <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> no, basically, he was trying to show me that, you know, this is why I need to keep my hands up. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay, oh, keep my hands up, oh, okay. So I waited till the end. Then he said, that, oh, yeah, the, Mr. Douglas, uh, today's session is uh, 50 ringgit. I yeah. said, hey, sorry, uh, boy, I can't reach my wallet, you know, because I got to keep my hands up. Uh. <laughs> Fly FM. So, a Singaporean news outlet mismatched countries in their flags during the SEA Games medal tally. Actually, every year also got this mistake one. No? Really? Yeah, yeah, but their own flag, they, they got it right. Lah. No, actually, they used our flag. <laughs> <laughs> what is Singapore? Everything also want to claim. Huh? Our flag also <laughs> they rembat. Yeah, we Malaysians were rather amused that this happened. Probably yeah, it was a glitch or something, mm. uh, right? But it was still funny. People online joked and said that the tally table was from a different universe huh? uh, after watching Multiverse of Madness, <laughs> where Singapore and Malaysia never parted ways. What dream lah? <laughs> so this medal tally was during a live coverage, is it? Yeah. Ah, okay. Then both you and I know how havoc it can be during a live show, right? Yeah, correct. Hey, wait, so why am I being Sympathetic for Singapore <laughs> Sorry uh, Shoot my weakness there <laughs> I've made a bunch Of mistakes live on TV mm. And radio Because that's how you learn Right yeah. But yeah At the beginning of my TV career We did live interviews And it was always Hard flowing from one question To the next mm-hmm. Especially when the interviewee Doesn't say what we expect them to say Yeah like suddenly One Spanish fly will come <laughs> 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 or, they, or they start drinking Kepala Sawin Or something <laughs> Thank God, nothing like that ever happened to me, lah. But yeah, I used to fumble and struggle to lead into questions. I I remember being interviewed once for this uh, Chinese New Year show, uh-huh. and somehow uh, the the host got in her head that I was Elvin. <laughs> what Elvin? Who? I don't know, lah. Right, one of the Elvins in the industry, lah. <laughs> whatever. Live, uh, this is live. Uh-huh. So, so throughout the interview, she kept referring to me as Elvin. You know, <laughs> she was like, "Oh, so for CNI, what do you look forward to the most, Elvin? <laughs> <laughs> now, what's your favorite CNY food, Elvin?" Then at the end. She was like, oh, so Elvin, would you like to do a Chinese New Year shout out? Oh, I looked God. at the camera and I went like, hi, I'm Douglas Lim. <gasps> <laughs> Poor girl had a look of horror on her face. Yeah. But hey, I'm a kind guy, yeah, right? Of course. <laughs> you sure. say it properly. La, yes, right? you are. So, and we all have Chinese names on ma. So I said, hi, I'm Douglas Lim Elvin. <laughs> He was very grateful. Poor thing. Fly FM. The Singaporean news channel got all the flags wrong. All, huh? Or, or, <laughs> when they tallied the medals of the SEA Games, which reminded me about school when we had to sing our national anthem with that one kid raising the flag at Bahipuna. Yeah, yeah, Remember yeah. that? I always wanted to be that kid. Oh, you, you had very weird goals, <laughs> huh? In school, most want to be top student now or fastest printer. You wanted to be the race flag girl. Uh. Well done. You uh. know, because you had to make the uh, make the flag go up like slowly <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then yeah. reach the top at the exact time Nagaraku finish, right? I always wanted to do that. I see. I don't think that that's a specific role in the school, you know. I think mm-hmm. maybe I think prefects uh, will take turns doing it, right? Right. Yes, correct. Which is why I even became a prefect because <laughs> I thought only prefects would get chosen, right? <laughs> but after two weeks of being a prefect, I was like, yo, so many responsibilities are <laughs> prefect. Have to come early lah Go for meetings lah I don't want And someone no guarantee They'll be selected For the race flag That's role. right No mention of that So you never got to raise a flag No <sighs> No one day Juanita One day <laughs> I, will, I will use all in my power To make sure This dream of yours Come true No but back in school I would be super nervous Not for the flag for love But for the Ikra boy Oh yeah Because he had to lead The whole school right Yes Can you imagine <laughs> yeah, yeah. If the poor fellow Forgot his lines Yeah <laughs>
<laughs> and it's not like there was a teleprompter back then where you could read off, you know. So I remember my head boy Firdaus in yeah. primary school, uh-huh. but definitely he was good. Like he could recite the ikra backwards. He was oh. really prepared. Uh, but we were very naughty in school. Uh, because okay, we have to repeat what he says, right? Yeah. Yeah. So he'd be there standing uh, with a hand right hand up, like marker kami, and then the whole school would be marker kami, and right, yeah, Malaysia, right, Malaysia. Then uh-huh. at the end uh, of it all, it'd be like kesopanan dan kesusilaan, and be like kesopanan dan kesusilaan. Yeah. Then the teacher, uh, the MC lah, the teacher would be yeah, like, yeah. okay, terima kasih Firdaus. Then all of us would be like, terima kasih Firdaus. <laughs> <laughs> and we would repeat this joke every week, you know. Every week, the same joke. Even the headmaster is like, hey, got no new material, you all. Fly FM. Netflix is looking into live streaming in order to compete with rival services. So why want to do live streaming? I just produce better shows lah. Like they can do a show called The Trials and Tribulations of Douglas Lim. Like seven billion new subscribers immediately. <laughs> so the show will basically just be you complaining about everything, right? <gasps> Who leaked the concept? <laughs> <laughs> Back to my Netflix story. Okay, okay. They're doing this because of the competition from other services like Disney Plus, Paramount Plus, right, Hulu. Right. They also hinted at having a cheaper pricing tier that includes adverts. Oh, that's my favorite part, you know. Yeah. Nothing like watching Spider-Man <laughs> only to be interrupted by an advert for insect repellent. <laughs> <sighs> no, but I don't know lah. How much of a premium would you put on to watching something live Like what do you have To watch live The usual lah right Like sports Events yeah, no, okay, okay, okay. Sports I understand mm-hmm. But even then I'm a football fan yeah. But I don't watch All the live matches Only when Brighton And Hove Albion play Yeah you're probably The only one watching that <laughs> one <laughs> No, okay, no. For the rest, no. I watch the highlights, lah. Okay, it okay. used to be, uh, it used to be that news was something people had to watch live. Right, yeah. but nowadays we get the news before the news outlets, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. Like from Twitter and IG. Yeah, yeah. BBC has this really cool news in a minute thing that I like. Oh, well. okay, okay. Yeah. See, so actually, right? There's nothing much that we need to watch live. Oh, yeah. There is one thing. What? There is one thing that I would personally want to watch live here in Malaysia. Mm-hmm. It's a, uh, <laughs> it's something that happens once in five years, <laughs> give or take. You know. <laughs> It's usually okay. quite exciting when it happens, but in the end, nothing changes, one, no, Anita. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you're referencing the blooming of the Rafflesia, right? Of course. What else could I be talking about? Why <laughs> FM? So Netflix might start live streaming to be more competitive in the market, mm. but I don't know. I feel like they should just produce or curate more interesting shows for us. No, because that has been their main strength so far, ma. Yeah. If not for them, right? You think I watch a Spanish show about bank robbers <laughs> or a Korean show about Sotong? Like never, right? <laughs> Yeah, I've been really into this show called Old Enough. Huh? Um, it's a Japanese reality show where they give kids errands to run and oh. the kids will have to do everything on their own without their parents' help. So like cute, cute on the show. Yeah, they're like three, four, five-year-old <laughs> kids, right? Like one episode, this kid takes a fish that his father caught to the itame, that's the chef or the cook, to cut the fish into sashimi, right, right. right? He takes it in a little bucket and then the bucket breaks halfway oh, no. and he's on a downward slope, right? <laughs> so the, the fish, slimy fish drops everywhere and it's like rolling down the hill or something. Yes. <laughs> the poor kid has to pick up the slimy fish with his tiny hands and he's going Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> and he's yucky he's like looking at where to wipe his hands right and his face oh my god he looks oh like he wants yo. to cry but in the end he does everything he's supposed to do oh. he goes home to his mom with the sashimi and he's so proud of himself okay okay so now there's obviously a camera crew or a production crew that's following this kid right capturing all the footage yes now can they help or not 
No. Huh? <laughs> the production crew is everywhere. You actually see them in the shots, like oh, running oh, around. Okay, okay. They have their cameras in baskets, so it doesn't look like, you know, very oh, obvious. Oh, hidden camera, that lah. Yeah, okay. hidden camera. But they cannot help the kid, except, you know, if the kid is in danger, <laughs> la, of course, right? But if the kid is struggling with the task, they cannot interfere. Yeah, that's usually the rule. Mm-hmm. But but then I, I broke it once. What do you mean? Because <laughs> I was hosting this reality TV show, yeah. and then the contestants had to dig for marbles that we buried in the sand uh, at, the, at the beach. This was in Trunganu. Right. But these dodo contestants, right? Somehow they read the map wrong. They ended up on the wrong part of the beach. <laughs> they were just digging and digging, and of course you're not gonna find any marbles. This is the wrong patch of sand. Oh, the, the cameraman knows this, right? The director knows this. As the host, I definitely know this. They, yeah. they, they were not gonna find anything. And they were digging almost three hours, you know, digging. Oh, it was no. getting dark already. Their fingers were bleeding. Oh, they were man. sweating so much. So I so kasihan them. Yeah. So I quietly went and told one of the contestants. I said, hey, hey. Dig over that side lah. So she goes over Digs immediately Finds a marble So the rest of the contestants All rush there lah. You see Somehow I don't think you help Because you kasihan them Then You were probably Just very impatient <laughs> <laughs> Like hey Faster find the marbles lah. I want to go home already <laughs> Right Yeah, yeah true <laughs> Fly FM. The UK court has ruled that calling men bald at work will now be considered as sexual harassment. But only at work, is it? So, so if you call him bald at home, it's fine, lah. <laughs> or, you, or you call him bald on the street? No, or just outside the office, right? Like at the main entrance, you can still go, hey, bota, bota, bota. But the moment you enter the office, uh, hello, Roger. Top of the morning. <laughs> Yeah, so this ruling was made because there was a case where an employee sued his employer and claimed his supervisor called him bald. There was also a curse word used, which we, of course, cannot mention. Okay, okay. Um, during the trial, right, they had to decide whether that was an insult or harassment. Oh, it's so complicated. Yeah, and since hair loss was more prevalent among men, this then became a form of discrimination. Try to follow me, yeah? Discrimination based on sex. Sex as in the gender. La. As in the gender. Equivalent to remarking on the size of a woman's chest. Wow, this lawyers all can really tar it very yeah, long man. Uh. so so now we've decided uh-huh. that men are also extremely sensitive about all this la, yes. like, because every day I come to work right, mm-hmm. and all the women here and men they are like hey Douglas looking good or handsome Harini. so I'm supposed <laughs> to have a problem with all this is it you have a problem with reality because that never happens <laughs> <laughs> no but I think also it's very sad right uh-huh. See what it's become Because what? Okay what is the standard now It used to be that Right You want to tell sexual jokes You cannot do no. it in the office Because that makes people uncomfortable yes. So fine So now <laughs> Hair jokes also cannot tell The rule is to just Not comment about someone's appearance lah, Whether it's about their weight Their hair No need If I want to give a compliment no, cannot Because what you think is good May not be good for the other person huh. right? Yeah, I know people who say Oh, you look so good You lost weight It may come off as offensive to the other person Or it could maybe be a trigger for them uh, So the polite thing to do Is just withhold your comments about appearances I, I don't know, man The world is changing too fast for me <laughs> Right? Yeah. You make botak joke at work Then yeah. you gonna sexual harassment case You make botak joke at Oscars Gonna slap by another botak flirt <laughs> <laughs> Like that, I don't talk better lah Fly FM So the UK court ruled No more more calling people bota at work not allowed someone who had a very strong or has a very strong opinion about all of this is Dougie's best friend Kanan he has a podcast about conspiracies and we thought we played for you this is you're listening to Kanan's Conspiracy Corner 
Just open your ears now and look closely, my friends, because now it's time for me to show you more hidden truths and revelations. This new information will make your brain spin so fast, it'll generate their own electrodynamic propulsion like the Bakun Dam. Could we all heard recently, right? About the UK saying and you call the men botak in the workplace is they call a harassment, right? They say they want to protect their employees to create a safer work environment. Hey, that is all cow dung. Okay, let current tell you because it is all actually part of a secret plot being planned out away from the mainstream media. Only alternative media like the Canon's conspiracy corner will notice. So I hope you are ready to hear this because you will be so flabbergasted that your neck hair will stand straight up to the sky like the antenna. So the plot is this. It's part of the propaganda to stop us. Stop all of us from being water because bald people are stronger, you know. Without hair, Joe, the bald people can absorb the ultraviolet waves directly into their brain which makes them spiritually stronger. You look at all the Bota Fuller, The Rock, Mahatma Gandhi, Jada Smith. All these Bota Fuller have very strong will and have the energy to fight back anything. That's why they don't want us to go bald. Who doesn't want us to go bald? The Rocket people. They want us all to have long hair because if you have long hair and Gunnan have long hair and everyone have long hair, then the Rocket people also can keep their long hair to hide their horns. These devious people. So everyone, you be careful out there. Now you know. And there are more truths to tell you but I have to wait for a less dangerous time. Until then, this podcast is brought to you by Le Leftover Buffet and Catering. Yeah? Why pay full price for food and your next party when you can buy pre-loved food instead? Enjoy lightly used pre-owned salad, soup, seafood on a tight budget anyone can afford. Okay, tomorrow we'll discuss the 11 herbs and spices that have remained secret for so long but finally revealed in the leaked Panama Papers. This has been Kanan's Conspiracy Corner. Fly. So Johor has allocated 8.8 million ringgit to upgrade teachers' rooms statewide. What? Wow, 8.8? Uh, why the number so ong? It's only meant for <laughs> Chinese schools. <laughs> Lucky number. Yeah. But this is by the Johor government and they allocated the amount to ensure the state's teachers have a very, you know, comfortable and conducive place to rest after teaching in the classrooms. Uh. Have these people even visited a teacher's room? <laughs> why? They can rest. You cannot rest. It's a hive of activity <laughs> because all the naughty kids will be coming in to get punished yeah, then all the smart kids will be coming in to try and get tips <laughs> I always used to go in to see Chegu Isa my bowling and science teacher why? because he was my favourite teacher ah uh, see then there are the Mangada students who will come in and catch <laughs> out <laughs> oh, let me carry your book teacher you know to hoping to get some like extra marks or whatever <laughs> no and and there's no privacy in the teacher's room the one right. the, I remember it's just like an open plan long tables there are no partitions there are no cubicles you can't rest right for my school they had partitions though so teachers could have their own space but it was kind of smaller oh mine didn't have any partition oh maybe the teachers took them down because they all want to look at me yeah <laughs> who's mengada now huh no. but if you could renovate the teacher's room right what would you do to it oh hey, with 8 million can do a lot no 8 million is actually for the whole state so each school will get around 5k wow <laughs> 5k so much oh no what am I okay if the objective is to make the teacher's room a place where teachers can rest with 5k just buy all the padlocks you can find (laughs) you get all the teachers safely into the room then you start padlocking all the locks so no Mangada students come in hey Chikgu Issa when is bowling (laughs) 
Fly FM. So the Joho State is allocating 8.8 million ringgit to appreciate teachers, and we're wondering which teacher did you appreciate at school, Billy? I have so many. I've had so many good teachers. Aww. Shout out to good teachers. They're like the most important job in the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, my favorite teacher was my drama club teacher, Mr. Latrell. Oh, yeah. his name was Latrell. Yes, Latrell. This is in Bahrain. <laughs> It's in Bahrain. We had drama club one year. One year, like everyone pick a club, and then I pick drama club okay. because it was the only club that was indoors. Are you? Are you uh, generally? Because, <laughs> because I mean, no, you know, we all know you as silly Billy. You've got crazy stories, so you've always been like the dramatic type of person. I know. You gotta know. Like up until age eleven, I was like. I was like, I had severe social anxiety. Oh. Like it was really bad. I never left the house. If oh. I had to like buy something at the store, I had to like wait like an hour to like summon the courage to do it. It was really bad. Oh, you're, you're a very different person now. I mean, yeah, <laughs> because of Mr. Latrell, my drama club teacher. Wow. He was like incredible. He was like this gentle giant Canadian guy. He's huge. He's very energetic, very friendly. He's like a Chris Farley kind of guy. You know what? What did he uh, yeah. do in drama club yeah. that make so that like, you come out of your shell? The first class, you know, he did like ice breaking challenge with the other kids. We're all shy a bit, you know. And then he did this one exercise where we had to act out our days. Like whenever we woke up, what, we, what do we do, okay. you know? And then we had to do like a little scene from our like favorite movie or cartoon, like a little monologue. <laughs> that was really fun. And then like a year later, oh my goodness, I, I did like full on comedy improv shows with him at school even. We killed it every night. Oh my god, we were like a duo <laughs> act in like just a year. In a year, I was changed. I love this guy. Amazing. He's the best. Hi, do you still keep in touch with uh, Mr. Latrell? Uh, no, he's dead right now. Oh uh, my god, I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh. he's, 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 he he passed away. Uh, 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 I I, didn't, I couldn't go to the funeral mm-hmm. because I changed schools a bunch later on. Right, I, I found out he too late. But guys, it's okay. Uh, he would be very proud if he could see me Aww. because he, I'm showcasing my many emotional ranges. Ah, sudah lah, you believe that's not that's not what he meant lah. <laughs> He'd, <be there. laughs> He'd be proud. Thanks, Billy. Fly FM. So this woman puts up 118 liters. Of her own milk for sale to help out with baby formula shortage in the US. 118 liters. Yeah, yo. That's a lot of milk, man. <laughs> Even cows are like, hey, you're so clever, you do lah. I'm, I'm retiring lah. I cannot fight that woman now. Right, as I mentioned, now there's currently a baby formula shortage in the US, which is horrible, and she wanted to help mothers who need them. That's why she did right. this. Um, she initially wanted to donate her milk, but she missed the screening process, so she decided to sell her milk. Instead, ah, yo, so kesian. Oh, I want to donate, but cannot now force to sell and make all this money. Ah, <laughs> oh, life is so hard. Yeah, so <laughs> in the US, buying and selling milk, like human milk, is actually legal. Yo. but it's unregulated, which means the mothers are not screened for contamination or disease or anything, which is bad, lah. Okay, no. So if she's genuinely doing this to help ease the shortage, uh-huh. right? And fine, but if she's just trying to make a quick buck by selling her. No, no. Okay, no, no. Actually, I think it's fine also because she's actually selling something that's useful. Because I have read stories of people selling their farts. 
No, I'm not, I'm not joking. Seriously, there was this news uh, of an influencer yeah. who would bottle or put her farts in jars and right. sell them. Yeah, I wouldn't buy that unless there's a good review. What? What do you mean unless there was a... How would you even know they were her farts? What if her family helped? Like, you know, like Uncle Joe is farting in a jar somewhere or maybe the, her pet cow is also farting in a jar because, you know, cow's farts are next level. Uh, the ozone also scared one, you know. Yes, that's true. Yeah, you know, but on a serious note, uh-huh. okay, Women being able to feed other people with their bodies, it's, it still blows my mind. Yeah, preach, brother. Yeah, no, because as a man, I, I can never do this, right? <laughs> yeah. Let's say I, I give you a, let's say I give you a hot dog, uh-huh. right? and you're like, "Hey, what's in this hot dog?" And I go like, "Yeah, it contains the stuff in my body." I go to jail. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, Alphys. This is the Douglas Slim and Juanita podcast. Hang out with them weekday mornings from six to ten a.m. on Fly FM.